ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to a new episode of The Snaggle Show. I am, of course, your host, Chris Shirty, a.k.a. Snaggle J. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast on your podcast app of choice on Android or iOS or listening at anchor.fm slash The Snaggle Show. I greatly appreciate it. It is the holiday season and whoop-de-doo. It is also video game award season. At least it is for me. I have been cranking away at some of my video game awards. I've got a couple of video game award themed episodes coming up in the near future. Um, Going to be a lot of good stuff. We're doing today. We are focused primarily on sports game of the year. You guys all know it. Sports games are near and dear to the heart of the old snaggler. And uh, we're going to talk about some great games that there has been. Uh, you know, 2020 has been kind of a, uh, it's been a shit year. Let's let's not sugarcoat it. 2020 has been, been dog shit <laughs> for, you know, real life things happening. I mean, you know, you, you're looking at 10 months worth of coronavirus related lockdowns and you know, it's just, man, it's, it's been, you know, but the one thing that has been good through all of this is, you know what, for those of us out there who dabble in the, the art of the video game, it's been a really good year and sport games have been no different than that. Um, I want to uh, touch on a few things before we get into this too deep. Obviously, first and foremost, anytime I do a list uh, or a ranking-based podcast. I mean, it goes without saying, obviously this is my opinion. Um, I am well-versed in the fact that there will be a lot of you out there who disagree with me. Um, I posted on Twitter, what did you guys think was Sports Game of the Year? Of course, we got a bunch of different answers, and they're all really valid. Um, for me, my evaluating criteria in terms of, uh, you know, what I determine to be uh, ways that I will rank games differently. I'm looking at things like gameplay. Obviously, when you have, uh, when you have a sports game, gameplay uh, is, is huge. How the game plays. Now, that's not necessarily, you know, uh, how it works on the sticks, but how, how the engine works. Does the, does, is the sport accurately represented? Uh, is the game innovative enough? Is What are the control schemes like? Is the controls easy to get into? Uh, is it accessible? Is there cross-play? Uh, and most of, most of all, most importantly, did I have fun playing it? I've been on this theme a lot lately. And again, for me, the number one factor on whether I A, like a game, and B, will ever play it again, is did I have fun playing it? Because again, now you remember, now I am 10 days short of my 39th birthday. Yeah, I know, I, I know, I know what you're thinking. Man, I am old as dirt. I've been playing video games for a quarter century. Actually, that math is horrible. I've been playing video games for 35 years, not 25 years. I'm not even going to edit that out. Just so you guys can know how stupid my math skills are. I've been playing video games for three and a half decades. You know, starting from way back on the Atari to Nintendo to Super Nintendo, Genesis, uh, PlayStation, GameCube, 64. 
Uh, I know that's out of order. You know, PS3, Xbox 360, PS4, Switch, PC, now on the Xbox Series S. I mean, somewhere along the way in there, when when gaming got to be, you know, uh, uh, too much of a focus in my life in terms of trying to turn it into, you know, being able to make money using content and stuff like that. Uh, I forgot about the main part, which is fun. So that to me is the main evaluator of whether or not I will, I, I will enjoy a game is whether or not it's fun. Um, I do not include, I do not include racing games. Uh, because to me, I think racing games are kind of a category all up on their own. Uh, not that, and that's not a slight against racing games. Um, ra there are some fantastic racing games. I've recently got back into Forza Horizon, uh, which is just an amazing, amazing, fun game. But to me, uh, I I'm looking at uh, maybe I I would have considered racing, I guess. Uh, but like for example, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater won Sports Game of the Year at the Game Awards. That, not even a consideration for me. Never mind the fact that I didn't play it. Uh, but, uh, to me, that's not a sports game. That's more of an arcade style game, something a little different. Uh, I'm looking at your traditional sports games. Uh, I also obviously full disclosure as an employee of out of the park developments, I do not include out of the park baseball 21 or franchise hockey manager seven on my list of, con of considerations. Uh, they are both fantastic games, but I just feel like for me, uh, I don't want people to sit there and roll their eyes when I throw OOTP21 on my list at number three and they're like, oh yeah, here comes the hashtag ad. So as I always do, I don't consider Out of the Park Baseball 21 and Franchise Hockey Manager 7 in my game of the year list. They're both great games. FHM 7 out brand new. I suggest you go check it out. OOTPdevelopments.com hashtag ad. Um, so yeah, but with that, let's jump in. Uh, and we're going to go again, uh, top five, but at number five, we have a tie. So number five for me is a tie between NHL 21 and MLB The Show 20. Now, these games are drastically different to me, but they are on the scale at the same spot for the exact same reason. And that is because both games have really good points but have blatantly ignored one particular aspect of their game. So NHL 21, again, I'm a huge fan of the NHL franchise. I feel like the gameplay is getting better and better every year. I really enjoyed playing it uh, on my PS4. I thought the game was fantastic. I thought the AI defense was super smart. NHL, I've said many, many, many times, has one of the best franchise modes around. Um, on the other side of the coin, uh, MLB The Show you know, has a... Uh, Diamond Dynasty is fantastic. I think March to October was a was a great addition, um, and then they improved on it a little bit. Uh, I like the way that they kind of tied it in. Uh, their Diamond Dynasty content program is just amazing. It's absolutely uh, out of this world. But the problem is that NHL 21 has completely ignored in any improvements in Hockey Ultimate Team. I've been complaining about the same issues with the Hockey Ultimate Team for the last three years. And on the other side of the coin, MLB The Show has completely ignored updating their franchise mode, despite the fact that we've been complaining about that for the last three years. So the reason, and, and I'm at the point with these games, because if you look back historically, 
to you know wherever I've released my sports games of the year list before, whether it be on Press Row Podcast, whether it be here on 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 one of my different podcasts, whether it was on YouTube, you know these games have traditionally ranked higher. But I'm at this point where I love playing Diamond Dynasty, but like I want to play baseball for the franchise mode, and it just it's completely devoid of any meaningful improvements. I've said many times, MLB The Show is a great game offline. It plays great on the field. But, like, put a little effort into it. And on the NHL side, again, you get the same clunky menus that you've had for four years. You get the same, you know, like, like there's almost no innovation in Hockey Ultimate Team. It's the same collecting badges and the same collections, and it's just boring. And the UI makes it very difficult to navigate. And normally, if this was like the first year that these things were problems, I wouldn't care. But we're at this point where both of these games need to look at the things that people are talking about and say, hey, we really got to do something here. And again... You know, they both made the list. They're both very good games at what the development teams have chosen to focus on. I really enjoy playing NHL. I think their franchise mode is great. I really enjoy playing MLB The Show uh, and Diamond Dynasty. But the problem is that the modes that I want to enjoy in those games, they're not fun. Because the development focus is not there. And again... There's this really unique opportunity now as both of these games move into the next generation of consoles to see where they take that. Uh, And we're going to talk about that a little bit later uh, down the list. But for me, both of these games are in danger of not being on this list next year. Um, Because there's been nothing redeeming enough in these games for them to move up. So number five is a tie for me between NHL 21 and MLB The Show 20. Number four uh, is Football Manager 21. You didn't think I would get through this list without having a sports management game, right? Um, Listen, if you have ever played out-of-the-park baseball, and I'm going to assume that a lot of you, you know, have, and some of you may uh, have, you know, begun following my personal stuff because of my affiliation with them. Football Manager is the the out-of-the-park baseball of soccer. Uh, It is an absolutely detailed, deep, wickedly amazing experience that is easy to get lost in for hours and hours and hours at a time. Um, The big plus about Football Manager is you can play the damn thing anywhere. You can play the full version on PC. There's an Xbox version. There's a touch version for your phone. There's a Switch version. Uh, and they're all scaled to work well on those devices. My introduction to the Football Manager series was I bought the touch game last year on my phone. Uh, something to mess around with, you know, when I was at work and stuff and had some downtime. I loved it. I picked up the PC version uh, on sale halfway through the year. Uh, and I really loved it. It's super deep. And then some of the improvements, you know, that they've made, um, you know, they've added some really cool advanced stats. We know through uh, through all of sports now, advanced stats are starting to become, uh, you know, 
a higher thing as time goes on. The match engine is absolutely fantastic. There, there's a never-ending uh, configurations of leagues and and uh, you know countries represented. Um, you know the the information that's in there is extremely accurate. There's so much of it. Uh, again, it's just this is to me. And the other thing too, the presentation elements for a sports management game are head of the class type stuff. Um, the one downside I would say is as time has gone on, uh, I feel like especially the full PC version. If you want to run big full leagues, as time has gone on, the the game's gotten a little bit more taxing in terms of, of, of PC requirements, which you don't necessarily like to see in sports management games because, again, they're not very graphically intense. But when you're talking, um, you know, bringing several leagues in and having a promotion and, and crossover and things like that, you know, that's a lot of data. And when you're trying to process that data, you know, and the larger and larger it gets over time, the, the more difficult it can become on low to mid-range tier PCs. But again, that's where the cool aspect of, hey, you can play it on your Xbox, you can play it on the Switch, you can play it uh, on your phone, you can play it on your iPad, you can play it on your tablet. Um, that's where, you know, again, if you don't have a super high-powered PC, well, you're not left out of the football manager train. So to me, number four sports game of the year is Football Manager 21. Let's move on to number three now. Uh, and this is a game, if you have been following my content on my YouTube as of late, youtube.com slash snagglej, cheap plug. Um, I have been playing a lot of PGA 2K21, which checks in at number three on the list. Um, the HB Studios, which is near and dear to my heart, being an Atlantic Canadian studio from four hours away down in the Halifax, Dartmouth region of Nova Scotia. Um, the HB 2K partnership, you know, took, started in, in golf club 2019 where 2K took over the, you know, the publishing and stuff. And, you know, again, 2K having been huge in sports games really saw the potential in what HB had made with the first three editions of the golf club, which have all been wickedly received games. And there was a lot of concern when they rebranded it to PGA Tour 2K21, that, you know, oh, here comes the microtransactions, and here comes the 2K focus on online and all this stuff. And a lot of the people who said those things should probably be writing apology tweets because this golf game is the best golf game to come along in a very, very long time. It took all of the stuff that made the golf club games great. You know, the the the, the difficulty and uh, the attention to detail, the course creator, uh, the learning curve. It took all of those things and then it added, you know, the, the polish that 2K could bring to the table. Being to negotiate with more clubs with a greater PGA Tour presence within the My Career. Um, you know, again, this game... One of the things that people talked about when it first came out was, man, this game is tough. Like, it's hard. There's a learning curve to this game. And that's good. That's what you want in a golf game. Because here's the thing. A lot of people who don't golf regularly think the sport is boring. It's literally you chase a white ball around with a stick. And so how do you turn that into a video game where you want people to continue to playing this round after round after round? Well, you have to make it so they're not 
bored of the of the difficulty. This dip, you can scale the difficulty to as easy or as hard as you want, but even on the easiest of difficulties, there is still a learning curve to get good at this game. And that's what keeps you coming back. It's that that want and desire to get better. Um, the career mode is good, not great. It's good. I would like to see more focus on my character, more focus on um, presentation elements. I think if they could ever somehow bring some of the 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 off uh, field, off course elements of the 2K my career NBA 2K and implement that a little bit in PJ, I think that would be super cool. Um, because right now the career is pretty much just play rounds, play rounds, play rounds, try to win a tour championship. There's rivals and stuff, but there's no presentational interaction. Um, you know, now that they've added all these licensed golfers that they have, but there's no interactions. There's, there's none of that stuff. So, but the career mode itself is good. It's not great. Um, you know, the societies not being cross play is a kind of a pain in the hole. Um, that was a huge turnoff for me because I originally picked up the game on my switch. Uh, and then when I learned I couldn't play in the TGC tours because there's limitations, to how the Switch game plays. That was a bit of a turnoff for me. Uh, I eventually did pick it up on, on Xbox. And, and you know, it, it's kind of a bummer that we need third-party websites to kind of give it so that we can have a competitive crossplay. Again, it's cool. If you have a bunch of buddies on the same console and you want to go out and start a society, you can't. It's fun. It's a good time. It's very customizable experience. I do hope that for the next iteration of the game, it is fully crossplay across all four platforms, PC, PlayStation, Xbox, and Switch. I think that would be really cool. Uh, again, you can always have things like TGC Tours that's going to use their APIs and pull it together, but I would really like to see 2K implement this natively in the game, um, which which I think would allow a place like TGC Tours uh, a little bit easier to do their job and to let them focus on a lot of the expansions and stuff that they want to take with their program. Um, the course designer is fun. Uh, if you're into that sort of thing, I've designed a few courses. It's fun. It's easy to use. There's lots of options. You can start out with uh, uh, the basic of the basic course, or you can go on to the, the, uh, you know, the, the, the browse feature and browse any of the thousands and thousands of, of highly detailed, uh, you know, made up and real courses that are out there. They are absolutely amazing what some people do. Uh, and that's another cool thing too, is, I mean, you want, if you want to play Augusta, I don't think they can use the word Augusta, but there are Augustas. If you want to pay, be, play Beth page, if you want to play Pebble beach, uh, if you want to play St. Andrews, you can play all of those courses, pick up a few buddies and go. And it, it's, it's a lot of fun. Uh, and then recently they introduced the Clubhouse Pass, which is a, a basically it's the equivalent of a season pass. Uh, it was eight bucks uh, for the for the basic version. There's a free version as well. And again, I think the cool part about it is it's mostly cosmetic stuff. Um, there was new clubs in it, but I don't think a lot of them were necessarily exponentially better than what you could originally get using the in-game currency that you just earn by playing the game. Um, so again, it was a nice optional thing 
for people who, you know, who are big fans of the game, such as myself, I already have it completed. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Uh, you know, it, it was just, I hope they do this sort of stuff in the future and keep introducing more brands. I mean, they introduced Under Armour and Mizuno, and uh, I think there was a Gooder was the other one. Um, so again, I really like where this franchise is at. So for me, PGA Tour 2K21 occupies the number three spot number two and this should be no surprise to anybody out there because i have been gushing over this franchise since the very first version of the game but for me number two is super mega baseball three listen i will die on the hill that super mega baseball three is more fun than mlb the show and as i said earlier in the podcast my number one criteria of, of, of these is, is it fun? Super Mega Baseball 3 is the combination to the nth degree of awesome of a very well-rounded, well-playing baseball game and fun. You know, yes, on the surface, it's got some cartoonish graphics. You know, there's some weird things that go on. People scratch their privates, as most ball players do. Uh, you know, people get doinked in the head on liners and they, they get injured. But under the hood of all of that, you know, perceived cartoonishness is an amazing simulation of the game of baseball. And then that is supplemented by the fact that there's a lot to do off the field. And a lot of it is really fun. Um, everything that I liked about Super Mega Baseball 2, you know, they took that and made it better. They've added the beginnings of a franchise mode, you know, with a season-to-season signed player, release player, salary system. It's not super-duper fleshed out just yet, uh, but it is getting there. It's a good start. It's a lot, you know, it adds another element to playing season mode. Um, you know, online custom leagues, which are fully cross-play. Uh, the Nintendo Switch version of this game is the best sports game you can play on the Switch, bar none. Um, it's the best. Super Mega Baseball 3 on the Switch is the best game, the best sports game on the Nintendo Switch, period. Um, it is, it, it does not, outside of the obvious graphical downscale, everything else runs exactly as intended on all of the other platforms. Um, again, you know, the creative team stuff, I mean, there's endless creative team options. I've created teams based on the West Wing characters, based on Skyrim characters, uh, based on, uh, 80s wrestlers. I've created a team based on Blue Jays legends, Expos legends, uh, the options. I would like to see them add, um... I would like to see them add more like player options, like, like, you know, more faces, more facial hairstyles, more hairstyles. I would like to see them add that eventually because I do think, you know, when you don't have as many hairstyles as you have rosters spots on the team, I do find that gets a little generic over time. But again, I think there's enough there that you could differentiate your players. Uh, again, the logo options, the uniform options, they're endless. It's a lot of fun. Again, for me, Super Mega Baseball 3 is one of those games I can pick up. I could play a game a day for a month, not play it for two weeks, come right back, and remember what made it awesome. 
It's just, it's that good. Metalhead Software has absolutely nailed how to make a fun baseball game. No MLB affiliation, no MLB license, no problem. Again, if you're looking to, for something that you could take on the go on your Nintendo Switch, or if you're just looking for a fun baseball experience on Xbox, if you're looking for something fun on PC, or even on PlayStation, again, Super Mega Baseball 3 is, in my opinion, the most fun baseball game you can buy. And it is, to me, the number two sports game of the year and now we reach the number one spot and i almost feel like it's not fair to a certain extent that this game gets considered in the lump of sports games of the year with all of the other ones because of the circumstances of which it was released uh, but the sports game of the year uh, according to me and according to a lot of people is NBA 2K21 Next Generation. Now again, the first sports game to get next-gen upgrades, uh, which is, you know, a circumstance of when it came out, when the next-gen consoles came out. But here's the thing. If NBA 2K21 is in any way indicative of how sports games are going to be in the next generation of consoles... I am all fucking in with excitement because NBA 2K21, the first game out of the shoot on next gen is an absolutely amazing video game. Um, on the court, the game plays very fluidly. Uh, it's very responsive. One thing I, I was discussing with somebody the other day is... I almost feel the weight of the players in their movement. Like a six foot, 210 pound guard plays differently than a seven foot, 280 pound center. And you feel that when you're playing it. And, you know, I, I know that's a weird thing to say and it sounds kind of corny, but like, again, I want different player feels to play different. Yes, there are still the odd animation uh, and control problems, but I mean, again, when you're trying to accurately reflect five-on-five five basketball in a, in a new environment where you have this, this fluidness and stuff to it, obviously they're going to have some issues and have to try to iron those out over time. But again, I, I love how this game plays on the court. I feel like you know the controls work well with the graphics and the graphics work well with the animations and everything just ties together nicely to be a fantastic representation of, uh, you know, a full court five on five basketball. Um, the other thing to me that is a huge step in the right direction is merging of their two franchise modes. So my GM and my league, which of course were separate on last gen, my GM, the more RPG focused, my league, the more customizable focused you can, they're now merged together in my NBA. So if you want an expansion team with the full My GM RPG experience of conversations and skill trees and stuff, you can do that now. You can turn them all on. You can turn them all off. Um, the, the you know the the best way for me to summarize my NBA is it has gotten so deep now that you could treat it as a sport management mode. Um, you could never play a game of NBA on the court. And still have a billion options to go through. 
Um, all of the, you know, again, it's got all ticket prices, concession prices. Uh, you can go through and, you know, all the roster stuff. It's got the G League. There's a great uh, di few different simulation options. There's the SimCast, uh, you know, which gives you like the kind of the ability to manage the game. As it's playing, you can jump in at any time, which and it's super quick how fast you jump into it. Uh, it's almost too fast sometimes. You know, you got the ability to brand your team with new logos, new jerseys, new color schemes. There's relocation. I mean, literally anything that you think of that you could do with running an NBA franchise is there. And then you add in the extra layer of being able to enable the RPG elements, the player morale, uh, the team chemistry, uh, you know, your skill trees as a GM, the conversation system. You put both of those together and man, oh man, like, again, what an amazing experience. If you're a franchise person, there's no reason you shouldn't be playing my NBA right now. I'm playing, I play the heck out of it. I play it every single day. Um, I can't go a day without playing it. It's just that good and it's that much of a hook. Um, I've jumped into my team for, you know, for the first time. Uh, it's very well laid out. It's very free to play friendly, in my opinion. There's a lot of stuff to do online. There's a lot of stuff to do offline. They have a, a kind of a season-based system where you can level up with XP and unlock rewards along the way. Uh, I've played my team. I'm having a lot of fun. I play competitive games online. I have not spent a dime in my team. I have not spent a dime. You know, I, th there's plenty of packs that come out through the, uh, through the code system that you can redeem and get free stuff in game. Uh, again, there's lots of offline stuff to do. If I don't feel like playing a game online, I don't, uh, there's, you know, different modes. There's three on three, there's five on five, there's challenges. There's so much to do in my team. And then, you know, they've revamped their kind of, uh, you know, my player is still, you know, what it is. And then you have like the city, which, you know, again, they had the park before they have the city. Now, now I don't play a whole heck of a lot of city. It's not really my cup of tea, but again, I, I like the idea of it. You know, this, this bigger open world thing where you can kind of bounce around and find pickup games, find stuff to do, make your player better. I think city is something that you're going to see them really harness a lot of potential there. Uh, and really, you know, give people who enjoy that method of of playing the game uh, some more freedom and some more cool stuff to do. But ultimately, bottom line, NBA 2K21 on Next Gen has set the bar for every other Next Gen sports game that comes after it. The saying, hey, they came right out of the gate and said, here's what we got. Here's what the baseline is of what we're working with for the next five to six, seven years while we're on this generation of consoles. Here's what we're coming out of the gate with. If, if again, if this, if we're just out of the gate, imagine where we're going to go, you know, in the next two years, in the next four years. Again, you know, I talked earlier about like games like NHL and MLB The Show. They've got a huge task. Now, of looking at NBA and saying, man, that's what they let off with for next gen? Like, holy crap. You know, we haven't even mentioned Madden in this show. But again, you know, they've got a lot of work to do too. And so do the other games. Even the games that are on this list. I'm excited to see, 
you know, where a super mega baseball goes on the next gen, next gen PGA. I mean, it opens so many doors and NBA 2K21 has kicked that door down right out of the gate with, in my opinion, the 2020 sports game of the year. So there you have it, folks. My list for sports game of the year. Number one, NBA 2K21 Next Gen. Number two, Super Mega Baseball 3. Number three, PGA Tour 2K21. Number four, Football Manager 21. And number five, NHL 21, tying with MLB The Show 20. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of The Snaggle Show, taking a look at my sports games of the year. Uh, let me know, hey, if you're listening on anchor.fm uh, slash The Snaggle Show, you can leave a voice message. Uh, and if you do, I, I always listen to them. And if you leave me a good enough one, I'll play it on the next episode. But uh, again, if you're listening on Apple, if you're listening on Spotify, if you're listening on any other podcast app of choice on Google or iOS, thank you so much for listening. Uh, reach out to me, twitter.com slash snagglej or discord.snaggle.club. Let's talk about it. What are your favorite sports games of 2020? What games are you looking forward to in 2021? I'm really looking forward to see what uh, MLB The Show does. Uh, I know, again, you know, COVID has caused a lot of development problems. You know, will they have a next-gen product ready to go? It's been kind of quiet over there. But I am very excited to see what Sony San Diego does with the next-gen. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast. I appreciate it. I would not be able to do this uh, without you guys. Thank you guys so much. I hope you guys have a fantastic holiday season. Uh, from me and my loved ones to you and yours, Happy holidays. Uh, and until next time, peace.